Hello everyone and happy new year. I don't know if you can tell by the sound of my voice that I am extremely happy. I'm extremely happy, you know, that God spared my life to live to see another year. I'm extremely happy because I stepped into the new year with Christ. Um, thank you for tuning in to another episode. I apologize. I do apologize for not posting last week. I know some of you you know, I probably have been looking forward to it, especially since I've been posting consistently, but there were things that happened that were out of my control and I apologize. So today's episode is somewhat a continuation of last week's episode on identity crisis. So if you haven't listened to identity crisis, failure to launch, I ask you kindly, please just, you know, have a listen to that before you come on to this episode. If you're listening right now, just stop this episode, go back and listen to last week's and come again. So the enemy is at work and, you know, I don't intend to give him any credit, but I must say he works really hard for someone who's fighting a losing battle. I believe at some point in our lives, we have compared ourselves to at least one person. And usually we compare ourselves to people who are supposedly doing better than we are in a certain area of our lives. I'm not talking about any social media comparison because what you see is not really what is. But I'm talking about comparison between people you know and grew up with. When you're a child, the amount of people that you compare yourself to is usually limited to kids. But when you're an adult, there is no limit. There were times when I compared myself to the littlest child because I feel as though, you know, he was doing better than me. But, you know, during Christmas. A lot of family members usually come around, especially those who you haven't seen for a long time, those who went to foreign, those who migrated, those who went to a different parish to live. They usually come around during Christmas time, um, stepping into New Year's. So I realized that majority of the people that I grew up with were either married, about to get married, in college, or had something big going on for them. So earlier this week, no, I think it was last week, I got invited to a wedding. It was somewhat of an invitation and <laughs> that came to me and I said to myself, I mean, I'm not going for. And then I began to replay everyone's achievements in my mind. And as I was about to feel sorry for myself, I caught on to something just as it was about to corrupt my mind. And I just laughed immediately after I began writing this script because my mind quickly shifted to highlight the point that the people I was comparing myself to had one thing in common. They were not children of God. Um, let's read Galatians 6 verse 4 to 5. I should have had this up before I started, but just give me some time to pull it up. Uh, while I'm doing that, I just want to thank you all for sticking with me from the beginning of this podcast till now. I mean, this podcast would be nothing without its listeners. So thank you all. Thank you all so much. So Galatians 6 verse 4 to 5. I'm going to be reading the King James Version and afterwards I'm going to read the New Living Translation. So verse 4 to 5 says, But let every man prove his own work. And then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. For every man shall bear his own burden. Now the New Living Translation says, Pay careful attention to your own work. For then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done. And you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else. 
for we are each responsible for our own conduct. In other words, the only person you should, I'm sorry, the only person you should compare yourself with is yourself. Dr. Miles Monroe says in his book, Maximizing Your Potential, that true success is not measured by what you have done compared to what others have done, but it's measured by what you have done compared to what you could have done. He further said that if we compete with ourselves and not with other people, then it doesn't matter who is behind us or who is ahead of us because our goal is to become and achieve all that we are capable of being and doing whilst performing for an audience of one. And that audience is our manufacturer. That audience is our Lord or Savior. That audience is our God, the one who made us. There were times when I compared myself to people so much that I started to feel sorry for myself. Listen, when the enemy realizes that he cannot come at you with external forces, he'll attack you internally. Comparison is a temptation. That's the way that I see it. If you yield to it, you will either become jealous of someone or start to pity yourself. I got rid of that demon. Jealousy is an evil spirit if you did not know and self-pity is also an evil spirit. The way that I see it, comparing yourself to someone can never end in a good way. They ultimately lead to sin. Cain was jealous of Abel and he became a murderer. Rachel was jealous of Leah and Leah was jealous of Rachel because they were competing, you know, to see who could have the most children and their jealousy led to sin. Satan was jealous and still is jealous of God and he's just fighting a losing battle. Oftentimes we talk about people being jealous of us and we love hearing that, but it makes us feel like because we love hearing that because it makes us feel like we're doing something good. But what happens when we are the one on the other side or or on the other end of jealousy? What happens when we are the ones being jealous? The story of Rachel and Leah is an interesting one and it is a perfect example of how comparison can drive you to step outside of the will of God, the will that God has for your life. And personally, I never believed that parents should compare their children or they should just not use comparison as a form of motivation Because comparison does not build motivation. It makes people into people pleasers. The only one we should seek to please is God and everything else will fall into place. Rachel and Leah were too busy trying to please Jacob that their minds were corrupted. Their minds were so corrupted because they were just trying to see who could have the most baby for um, for Jacob. But now let's talk about self-pity. Self-pity is an evil spirit, like I said before, and this spirit manifests itself in depression and suicide. On the news, I keep hearing of husbands killing their wives and children and then killing themselves. That is what they call murder-suicide, and those husbands don't realize that they are possessed by an evil spirit. Evil spirits don't look like what you think they look like. They don't look like this big monster. They don't look like somebody with horns. Evil spirits are something that we encounter on a daily basis. These husbands don't even realize that they are possessed by the spirit of self-pity and possibly by jealousy also. Self-pity is feeling excessively sorry for yourself, feeling like you're worthless, like no one loves you, feeling like a curse or, you know, you're unlucky. It is a spirit that if you feed it, it builds over time and ultimately it will cause you to sin. Satan's tactic is to be present with you without you even knowing. 
lying as simple as it seems is an evil spirit when we look at the parable of the wheat and weed from matthew 13 i believe it's matthew 13 this this is this is a perfect example we were making reference from the parable of the wheat and um the wheat and weed that we made reference to last week when we talk about identity crisis now that i know who i am and whose i am I started to invest in myself. I began sowing seeds in my life. I sowed my seeds on good ground. I have a business that I'm working at. I have a healthy Christian life. I have a fairly good relationship with my family, a better one than I had before. But the enemy does not like what's happening. So whilst I'm sowing my seeds, the enemy is planting weeds. And whilst I'm watering my plant, the weeds are growing. I overcame the first weeds that the enemy planted in my life and I was able to harvest my crops. He wanted he wanted me to be confused about who I am. I was born to be an eagle, to fly high, but because of the weeds that he planted, the distractions, I lost my way and was surrounded by sin. He tried to trick me into thinking that I am simply a small bird because these small birds small birds can't fly as high as an eagle. Think of it like a child who got separated from their parents at a very early age. When you get adopted, you may not remember your parents or your parents, your new parents may not tell you about them. So you grow up not knowing who you really are. The weeds in every stage of your life will be different. If you're leveling up, the battles you faced at level one would be too easy for you at level five. So the enemy always tries to come with something new. Think of your temptations as an exercise. The lies that are told on you are pull-ups. Some days you only do seven, some days two. The financial difficulties you face are squats. When you, when you just start exercising, you may only be able to do five, but as you continue to grow, as you continue to exercise, to face more trials and overcome them, you become stronger. You are now able to do more squats, more pull-ups. You are able to exercise more, to trust God more, to pray more, to depend solely on God. That is, that is exactly why I'm glad I started my workout worship. I literally I literally had no idea what I was going to talk about for this week. I mean for last week because this is last week's episode. But because of what happened during Christmas, it just made me laugh and look within myself when I realized what the enemy was doing. And that is why feeding your spirit is essential. When you constantly or consistently feed your spirit, you are able to identify the enemy's next moves. Think of it like a game of chess or checkers. If I make a move that left one of my players open to attack unintentionally, of course, and my opponent makes a move closer to my unguarded man, then I can assume that he wants to take it. There are those who are spiritually aware and have the ability to discern spirits who would see the need to protect or shield, them, shield themselves from an upcoming attack, whilst there are those who will only see when the attack takes place and then are like, what just happened? Feeding the spirit is essential in fighting your battles. Just having the spirit is not enough. Let us all endeavor to see our way to our harvest. Let us stay focused on God no matter what we are going through. God is the answer. I want to thank you so much for lending me your ears this morning, this evening, or just whenever you are listening. God loves you, but remember, remember that loving someone does not mean putting up with their stupidity, you know? God's not going to put up with your stupidity for as long as you think he will. It's okay to be different. 
there is no need to compare yourself to anyone because if God wanted you to be like someone, he would not have made you. You are special, no matter how slow you may be progressing. Remain faithful, and for those of you who are lost like I was, those of you in sin, aren't you yet curious who your real father is? Aren't you yet curious if the level at which you are performing or the height at which you are flying is the farthest you can go? Don't listen to the devil and remain trapped in a world that has nothing to offer you. Please, I beg of you, do have a blessed day.